everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, March 23rd. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We are doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Pat, people, we we got emails. We got uh, all these messages. Why? Where were you yesterday? Where mm-hmm, were you? Where's mm-hmm. the episode? What's going right. on? Where's my money? Yeah, those were separate calls. Mm-hmm. But trust us. If you don't hear from us on Monday, that means something big is afoot. Right. And we got to say, and we'll get to it, there are big moves afoot. Yeah. I mean, we're going to we're going to blow through this top 5 for the weekend and then we're going to get into the major news, which is all the big Disney Corp movie moves. And you're right. We waited a day to go on air because we, of course, have tentacles that reach all over this town, both coasts, Hollywood, across the country and across the world. We're everywhere, the B.O. boys. And we knew this news was about to drop. And so our episode had to drop with the news. It must yes. be twin drops. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we are hentai monsters mm-hmm. with many tentacles. Yep. And we are uh, global. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Hollywood to Bollywood. Love it. So let's rip through this again. Like we, we've gotten a lot of good feedback about this. I'm just going to go over the numbers really quick, one to five, and then we can talk about anything we feel like we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Starting at number one, third weekend in a row, Raya and the Last Dragon made five point one million. Now that is down only 10%. You're going to see that this is a, a pattern here with, with small drops, and we'll get to why later. In 2,261 theaters, added 98 theaters, it is now at a $23.4 million cum. Number two, hold and steady at number two, Tom and Jerry. $3.8 million, a drop of only 6%. It's in 2,508 theaters, added 54 theaters, for a total gross of $33.6 million. Number three, holding steady, Chaos Walking, $1.9 million, down only 14% in 2,132 theaters, added 137 theaters. Total gross, as of now, 9.6 million. And now number four, we have a new movie. The Courier. 1.8 mm-hmm. million in 1,433 theaters. First week. Number five, we've got The Crudes, A New Age. $625,000. Up 16%. Still in 1,411 theaters, lost a few theaters, 29 theaters to be exact. It is now standing at $55.2 million. Wow. Wow. So here's the thing about these small drops and these gains. Mm-hmm. Is that LA opened and LA banked one point five million dollars in box office this past weekend 
which is the weekend of March 19th, if anybody's asking. Just, just the, you the know, previous weekend. I mean, look at when the episode drops and then you say this is the weekend right before that. They we were know. getting some feedback. Tell us what weekend you're talking about. And it's like, really, do we have to? But I'll do it. So, yeah, I mean, the the big takeaway here is that everything held up pretty well. And I mean, I think it is, like you said, LA opened and theaters in general are starting to open even in places where they were allowed to open. You're starting to see theaters actually open every weekend and add more showings. And you're just seeing more people vaxxed and ready to go to the theater. And I, 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 you know, optimistically, I think that is just the pattern we're going to see week to week is that the movie going population is going to get bigger and bigger and stronger and more dominant and more uh, adventurous and more free to spend their money at the theater. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the more vaxes, the more shots that go out, the more popcorn that gets sold. Yeah, and we'll get into this later because we're going to talk about it more, but you're going to see coming in April, Regal is going to reopen, and we're talking about 536 theaters right. in North right. America that will be open for business. And even if it's limited capacity, that is going to give the box office a nice little thumb in the bum. Right. Because And Regal theaters, those are usually in prime locations. Those are in your malls, in your city centers in, you know, uh, uh, next to an Applebee's and a uh, Red Lobster, you know, places where people congregate. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the movie theaters that are up on a hill in a forest, you know, uh, 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 guarded by a wizard, you know, not those theaters, not those like indie theaters that don't necessarily draw huge, huge crowds to them. Regal theaters are multiplexes. Your multiplexes in the city centers where people find themselves whether they want it to be there or not yeah they're ye old mall mall theaters Mm -hmm. like you like we grew up with yes so that i mean that is that is the story luckily is that there are just more people who from week to week are able to go see a movie you know, you leave that doctor's office or that pharmacy or that bodega, wherever you got your vaccination and you jump out of the chair, you know, you don't even let the doctor or the bodega owner, owner finish putting the bandaid on. You just pop up and you go right to the movie theater. Now, that's a mistake because it takes a couple of weeks after you get vaccinated before it fully kicks in. But I mean, we can't blame these movie fans. They are just chomping at the bit to go out to the theater. Oh, absolutely. They want to get back into the, into it. One of the main reasons people are getting vaccinated is so they can go to the movie theaters. There's been many a poll done. Mm-hmm. And they all say that is one of the things that people are the most excited about getting back to. Yep. It's movie theaters and OTBs. And, yes. uh, you know, there's some disappointment that some people are being set up for. Based on, you know, the the fact that OTBs haven't existed in a while. But for the movie fans, they're lucky because movie theaters still exist. And they are open. 
And I mean, how are you feeling about this? I mean, numbers like this and seeing these low drops and these theater, you know, these screen count increases, like I'm feeling very optimistic about the state of BO. I am too. And and this is and this is a little bit back just real quick because you, you mentioned that whole idea about people forgetting that OTBs are, are um, pretty much non-existent. I do wonder if there are going to be those lapses of people forgetting what has gone away mm-hmm. because this ye- and when because this year has been so long where right. I, I, I wonder if you're going to have somebody, you're in the theater, all of a sudden they pull out a pack of uh, Lucky Strikes and they light one up. And then um, uh, an usher has to come to them and say, there's no smoking in here. And, and they'll think, when did that happen? Right. Because time has been so elastic, they'll totally forget, oh, that's right. So cigarette smoking indoors was outlawed. I totally didn't even th- remember that because I feel like the last time I've been in public was 1997. Right, right. There is that chance because it's been so long since someone's been somewhere, you totally forget what the rules were the last time you were there. So we're going to see a lot of that, I think. Yeah, I I think theater owners and just people in general, you've got to cut your fellow patrons some slack because they might not remember what year it is. And therefore, they might not remember what the rules of these theaters are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm a movie theater owner and a patron starts shouting out, what happened to the newsreel? How come there aren't two Popeye cartoons before my movie? You yeah. can't kick them out. You, you have to accept that that person has been inside for a year and they may think, that it is still 1928. Yes, absolutely. And and they are expecting a newsreel. And it's not because they're crazy, and it's not because they are trying to cause trouble. It is just because they don't remember what movie theaters were like the last time they were there. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be wondering when their, their next, uh, you know, the the next uh, s- s- serialized, um, you know, uh, uh, Tarzan cartoon Tarzan, or Tarzan yeah. short, yeah, yeah. Thank right, you for right. saving me. You knew where I was going with that. No, I, I mean, I, I, I know what it's like. I listen. I haven't been back to a theater yet, and hopefully, us having this conversation will clear some of the cobwebs and make me, you know, remember what movie theaters are like in modern times, but I might forget, you know, I might finally go to a movie soon after I finish my vaccination and I might be sitting there and there'll be an image on screen. Maybe the first movie I go to in a, in a, in a couple of weeks has a train, you know, coming at the screen. I may scream You know, I may get scared because it's been so long since I've been in a movie theater. I may think that train is actually going to come at me, is going to burst off the screen and run me over. I may think that because I just haven't been to a movie in a while. Absolutely. And and, and you'd be perfectly, uh, it'd be perfectly understandable. Yes. Yes. So if, again, movie theater owners, you have had a tough year. I'm so happy that Business is finally starting up again. You have patrons coming through your doors. 
you sell them popcorn by the bucket full. That's great. But please, please, movie theater owners. And I know most of you listen to this show. It's a, you know, not just for the mass public. It's also an industry uh, must. Yeah. Exhibitors make up a, a big percentage of our of our audience. Mm-hmm. So movie theater owners do not get mad at your patrons and do not kick out your patrons if they start freaking out because there is uh, uh, sound in these movies and they forgot that talkies exist. They have not been to a theater in a while and you're going to have patrons who show up and they're just expecting an orchestra and that movies do not have the ability to produce sound. Yeah, or an organ player, even just an mm-hmm. organ player. They're going to be looking for the organ player. Right, right. You know, so then first movie back, they go see the father. And instead of, you know, black and white text cards, they hear Anthony Hopkins start to speak. That is going to freak some people out. They have not been to a theater in a while. Yeah. And and I think and I think us as a society, as a global village... We need to to understand that and, you know, and, and not judge. Yes. Yes. We're all going to go through this together. It's been a long time since we've been in the theater. Um, you know, we're going to people are going to go there wearing full suits and hats, you know, tall hats, because the last time in their mind they were in a movie theater, you went dressed in a suit and tie. And you wore a tall hat. Mm-hmm. And you sat in a uncushioned metal chair. They you may know, need so, help getting into the into the seats. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I think that's going to be a major issue as people start going back to the movies for the first time. Is they are going to be freaked out by the uh, uh, the reclining chairs oh they'll be like I, i'm falling i'm falling i'm falling yeah. i'm falling yeah. and if you hear people say i'm falling i'm falling i'm falling until they reach that in the the that inclined position or that declined position mm-hmm. give give people a little bit of compassion right right they have not been in a reclining movie theater chair in a long time they they don't know what it is they don't know what it is yeah you, you know and People haven't sat on reclining leather chairs all year. You know, the reclining is going to freak these patrons out. The the leather itself, I think, is going to be unnerving to a lot of people. You know, the first time that they sit on on a leather chair, they might... You're going to have some people start stabbing it with their keys because they think it's an animal of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they just haven't been to the movies in a while. They forget that it's just a chair. It is not, uh, uh, it's not some not kind gonna, of like animal that is that is hiding to attack them. It's not going to eat you. It won't eat you. Right, right, right. So, I mean, with all that said, yes, I'm optimistic about these numbers that mm-hmm. we're looking at. Uh, we, we both thought that Tom and Jerry was going to overtake Raya because we didn't take into account the L.A. opening. Which we should have. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. on us. But, you know, it's fine because all this top five did really well. We got to mm-hmm. talk really quickly before we get into the big, big stories 
about The Courier, which is a film we did not talk about in preview in our previous episode because it was a limited release. And when you see limited release, it it could mean 45 theaters or it could mean 1400 theaters, which is mm-hmm. which is what we saw in this case. So, it was a roadside attraction film starring if I'm correct about this, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, you got it. Doctor Strange himself. And then wasn't there another star in this, a female star? Uh, Rachel Bronstein from the uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel show. So, okay, so not, not a quite star, a star. Uh, not a star. F- um, and Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley, a, a who we love, yes. phenomenal talent. Yes. But no, so, no no movie stars here at all. I mean, no. Benedict Cumberbatch is a Marvel movie quantity, but not a star. But you know what? This did pretty well. And I got to be honest with you, though, that does show some power. Because yeah, I mean, it has it has a pretty good screen average, 1,300 per screen. Not bad. I mean, still less than Raya and Tom and Jerry, which have both been out for a long time. So, you know, it 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 didn't like blow us away, but it I think this did fine, you know? This does say something about uh Cumberbatch though, I will say. I mean, I'm not a fan. I don't think he's a star, but I do think this shows some power. I mean, the thing is, if you go to a lot of these movie theaters right now and you look at the marquee, you look at the posters. Again, it's the first time you've been to a movie theater in a while, so you may not understand exactly what these posters mean. You know, are these maps? Are these pictures of people that the owner of this building knows? You know, you're not sure. It's been a while since you've looked at a new movie poster. But then, hopefully, you know, the theater has maybe someone outside who explains these are posters of movies that are playing in this movie theater. And then it jogs your memory and you, you you understand again what movie posters are. And when you look at the movie posters that are out at the multiplexes now, you've got Tom and Jerry, you got Ryan the Last Dragon, you got the Croods. You know, those are all cartoons. And so when you look at something like The Courier is one of the few movies that there's a face that you recognize a human face. So like Cumberbatch right now at these multiplexes is maybe not a star, but he's at least a non animated human that people are recognizing, which is good. Yeah, that's positive. That, I mean, that's a positive move for theater going. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably a case is he's one of the bigger human stars that's on these uh, movie posters at the multiplexes right now. I mean, I'll jump to another movie that opened this week that did have someone who was, uh, for a long stretch, a big movie star. Johnny Depp had a brand new movie that opened this weekend, City of Lies. It opened in... 13th place, $284,000, a per screen average of 568 bucks. So that is a disaster. What, what, what chart are you looking at? I'm looking at the numbers, baby. 
I'm okay, looking so at the numbers. It, City of Lies open number place. 13. Or 12th place. Um, so right right below Minari. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, because I went for a run in my neighborhood the other day and passed by a movie theater that had just opened up. And I saw the poster for this out there. I had no idea this existed. A new Johnny Depp movie, which is he plays a cop. Him and Forrest Whitaker are cops investigating the murders of Biggie and Tupac. That's what City of Lies is about. I mean, this was a total bomb. It's a movie that actually was supposed to come out in August of 2018. So this has been on the shelf for about three years now. But this is the time to release it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a burn-off time. I mean, and not to spend much time on it, but I guess Johnny Depp is not a movie star anymore. Could we could we agree on that? No, he's not. Not a movie star. No. He d- um, he doesn't have drawing power in America anymore. Mhm. Mm-hmm, now, the rest mm-hmm. of the world is a different story, but we are a domestic podcast. Yeah. So, anything else that we want to touch on in this weekend box office recap or do we get into the huge news there's there's nothing to say here because we actually can talk about our next big story and i think one of the biggest stories to to come around yeah to to come around in a in a in a long time mm-hmm. with with raya the last dragon doing well in theaters and we got to think doing very well on Disney plus premium because we we don't know the numbers, but yeah, because we have two big moves on the Disney Mm -hmm. front, black widow and Cruella. And now that's big enough. Well, so Black Widow is actually moving dates. Cruella is staying on its May 28th Memorial Day weekend date. Oh, I'm so sorry. So that, yes, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, so so Cruella, okay. I mean, here's just the, the, I would say, let's let's talk about these three moves right now. So Black Widow was supposed to open up in theaters on May 7th. It is now moved to July 9th. Okay, which um, is understandable, understandable because yep. why, because uh, a lot of the foreign markets are still closed. Yep, and, and and that seems like vaccinations seem like they're going to be continuing to ramp up through April, through May, and the hope is that by July, whoever had wanted one got one, and it is like open for business Everyone who wants to go see a movie could go see a movie in July. So that makes sense as a date move. And before we get into the other half of the move, let me just say these other two moves. Free Guy was also supposed to come out in May, May 21st. That's now being moved all the way to August, August 13th. And Cruella, May 28th, is staying on May 28th. But the other part, and there's more moves to go, we'll get to those, but the other part of the Black Widow news is that Black Widow and Cruella are both going to be available in theaters on their release dates, but also on Disney Plus Premium VOD, meaning that you could go see in the theater or you could rent it 
through Disney Plus at home for $30. And, and what that means is that you have access to it as long as you are still a subscriber to Disney Plus. Interesting. That's how the Disney Plus premium works. That if you yes. spend that $30, it stays there. I mean, the other idea is at some point all these movies just end up on Disney Plus for everyone. And that's the that's the rub because it it's not like it's going to go away. It will stay with on your subscription until it eventually reaches Disney Plus anyway. So it's right, just right. it's really getting an early access. Right. right. Now, real so, quick, I, yeah, I, real quick, because I know you're trying to dodge this. I have been beating this drum and banging this drum that Black Widow is going to go to Disney Plus in some capacity. And to people who have listened to this podcast through this whole pandemic, number one, thank mm-hmm. you very much. We appreciate you. Number two, they know that you have said on numerous numerous occasions there is a 0% chance that this would happen. You said 0% chance. Zero. And now mm-hmm. I'd like you to eat a little bit of shit right now. I'll because... eat crow. I will not eat shit, but okay. I will eat some crow. Okay, well. Crow is at least a bird that I'm, you know, you could cook it right and you could eat it. Well, in its intestines is some shit. So you will be eating some shit. Well, that's any animal. I mean, you eat a, a pork chop you could say that there's shit in the intestines. Well, I'm, I mean, technically I'm saying like you will eat some shit. It's not going to be all shit, but you will eat some shit here that you said it was impossible. And I said that there's a large chance. And I knew that this is a movie that they were going to put on Disney plus because you, you fought me on this as well. I don't think black widow was, a movie that was going to do Baffa Bobo. It would have done fine. It would have done Ant-Man, which you also say that's Baffa Bobo, but for a Disney property, it was not going to blow the barn doors off. It wasn't going to be a Guardians. It wasn't going to be a Black Panther. This is perfect for what they're doing now because Black Widow, as much as ScarJo is a star in her own right, Black Widow... She's a movie star. She's a movie star. But here's the thing. Black Widow, as a character is on the same level as your Scarlet Witch, your Vision, your No, no yes, way. Your Falcon no way. and your Winter Soldier. No way. That's 100%. that's absurd. This that's fits absurd. so perfectly into their little world that they're creating on Disney Plus. This this film is now with the way that they're they're churning out these shows, this will just feel like a long episode of one of their Marvel shows. So the thing is, it is also still coming out in movie theaters and it is not going to Disney plus just as like, here it is on Disney plus it's a $30 a pop ticket to buy it. So it is obviously a much higher priority item than those shows or than movies that have just been sent directly to Disney Plus, you know, without the PVOD aspect, the ones that are just dumped onto the service. Well, Black Panther you know, 2 wouldn't. Is, Black Panther 2 would not this would not happen with Black Panther 2. I mean, I do think it's obviously timing because this movie has been on the shelf for a while. It had to come out now. 
And we're still not at a point this summer where things will be back to 100%. So it makes some sense that they're like, it's coming out in theaters and it'll probably, I mean, we could talk about, I still think this is a movie that's going to do huge numbers in movie theaters. Obviously, not as much as it would have done if you couldn't also just pay for it to watch at home. But I still think Black Widow is going to be one of the biggest uh, uh, grossing movies of the summer in the domestic box office. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see how much we think, how much this ends up making compared to what we thought it would have made. Because like, is this movie going to still make 150 million plus at the domestic box office? I think it could. Coming out in July, I think it still will, even though you could buy it at home. Because it's 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 such a opening weekend, second weekend, big event movie. And coming out in July, I still think that movie is gonna do huge domestic box office numbers. Yeah, and and here's the thing with this Disney Plus PVOD system. They are not sharing any money with right. theatrical. So Right. If it's $30, that's $30 directly into Disney's pocket. It's not like right. the Universal deal where there is a cut involved. So right. if the theaters want to try and strong arm amc regal cinemark could all say we're not playing black widow but that would be insanity because what it else would be do you insanity have? so it would be insanity so theatrical is over the barrel here and yeah. disney has made it clear that they are going to give their customers their product however is easiest for them to consume it and so well, i don't think I think this is a timing thing, absolutely. But I do think that this is the future going forward. This is the future. You're going to have these movies in, uh, being available on Disney Plus, uh, whether it's right on the service or the PVOD, because it, it, if you're not giving out cuts, like sit, like the amount of money that Disney makes from a Chinese release is less than it makes from a domestic release. Mm-hmm. And then if they're just straight giving it to the consumer, they're pocketing all that money. It's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be better for Disney in the long run to just pocket that money straight. Well, I mean, I think we've talked about this before and I think this is just more evidence in that in this theory's favor. You're going to see these studios buying up movie theaters. And I think Disney is the most likely to get that started because a a company like Disney, they don't want to share with anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, they, when you work with other distributors, you know, whether it's putting movies on iTunes to sell it at home or to um, release movies theatrically through movie theaters that you have to split the ticket cost uh, prices with. You're, you're sharing the revenue from your product. And Disney obviously does not want to do that. And so what I think is going to happen is you're going to start to see Disney, whether they buy up a whole chain or they start buying indeed theater chains, but they're going to own theaters and they're going to release their movies 
in the Disney-owned movie theaters and on Disney+. Plus. That way, they make something and you have to buy it directly from them, whether it's at home or whether you're seeing it in a movie theater. You know, and I think the Disney Plus PVOD is the first step in that model. And I think the next step is Disney is going to buy movie theaters and that is going to be the only place you could see their movies theatrically. Yeah, it's just going to be another, it's going to be available at home or the special branded Disney theaters, which we've talked about earlier, will probably be staffed by Muppets. Yep. Yeah. Because they're going to they're going to give you a full-on Disney experience at this theater. It's going to be like a mini theme park. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, I mean I think who knows how long that's going to take. I mean, you could see Disney buy a movie chain in a month. You know, I I I could see it happening that fast. But I I think that's what this is all pointing towards is companies like Disney are going to want to control all of the distribution of their products. They're and not going to want to work with partners anymore. What doing what they're doing is taking away revenue from some of these theaters that are hanging by a, a thread. Yes. And then they swoop in and buy those theaters. I mean, it's, and they're still making money. So definitely this is a, 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 a definite, like we're, we're sucking, we're sucking away your, your mm-hmm. revenue so that you can then be hollowed out and we can fill you back up. Yep. I I definitely agree. I think that you know, if if a company like Disney wanted to save these theatrical chains, they would put their product only in the theaters, promote that you could see these only in the theaters. They would maybe give these chains more favorable splits. To basically mm-hmm. try and prop them up so that they could get back on their feet. Disney does not want AMC, Regal, all of these chains back on their feet. They want to cut these feet off and they want to put Mickey Mouse feet on where their feet used to be. And, and they want their product to be able to go straight to kids' eyeballs, mm-hmm. whether that be in on a TV at home or a mobile device somewhere mm-hmm. else. They don't care if you watch Black Widow on your phone. They don't care, right? right? Some of these filmmakers, like your Scorsese's, your uh, Finchers. Right. They, I mean, of they, course, the dead horse, Christopher Nolan. Dead horse, yeah. They mm-hmm. would go apeshit, to mm-hmm. think about that's one of the reasons they uh, have these uneasy alliances with streamers is because they want their films to be seen the way they they want them to be seen. Mm-hmm. Disney does Disney makes product, so they don't care. Right. And so we're burying a big uh, a big story here too because Pixar's next film, this Luca, is shocking, mm-hmm. is not going to theaters at all and it's not going to be premium pvod it is going to be straight to disney plus the same way soul was and dropping june 18th to the 20th which is father's day weekend which is Mm -hmm. a big pixar weekend because years ago i freaked out about toy story 2 toy story 4 toy story 4 
not opening in the Father's Day weekend window in America because they wanted to do a worldwide day and date. So they were taking more money from foreign than they were domestic. The opening of that film was piss poor. I mean, it was like $130 million opening weekend. It was piss poor. They -hmm. left money on the table, and I am to this day bitter about it. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, with this, this is a good move. Now, I don't think it's good for theatrical, but I will say, as a consumer, this is showing that they care about the consumer in a way that is going to draw people in because the rats need their cheese, as I've always said, and they are not making them even walk to the refrigerator to get the cheese. They are putting the cheese right in front of the rats. And I think these Pixar movies are going to go straight to Disney Plus because they want these kids sucking on their teat. They want these kids to just be able to access these films immediately. Yeah. I mean, this, though, I will say this. This is now the third straight Pixar movie that is not going to be either a theatrical hit or a theatrical movie at all. You had Onward came out right around the start of the pandemic. It bombed of its own accord its opening weekend. Yes. You know, then like it was, then it was mixed in with all of the, you know, start of the pandemic movies, you know, The Hunt and Invisible Man and and all those movies, Bloodshot. And so Onward- rewrite history, but it's not. Onward was a bomb. Don't rewrite history. So Onward was a bomb, but Onward then uh, ended up on Disney Plus soon afterwards. And then you had Soul come out on Christmas Day straight to Disney Plus, not Disney Plus PVOD. And it's a movie everyone loved. But listen, it was mixed in with all the other product that goes straight to Disney Plus. You know, the, 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 all of those Disney Channel movies that become Disney Plus movies, Soul's mixed into that soup. And now you got another Pixar movie, Luca, that is going straight to Disney Plus. And what I'll say is Pixar as a brand for decades, for about what, a 15, 20 year run, was a A premium brand. Every mm-hmm. Pixar movie, you had one or two, like a, a the Good Dinosaur, maybe a Cars 3 that that didn't work. But other than that, you had masterpiece after masterpiece, mega hit after mega hit. Pixar every year was a six to 600 to billion dollar baby worldwide. Just massive. These are your biggest movies. And now it's three movies in a row where Pixar is streaming content. And I don't know if Pixar ever gets back to where it was. You know, I'm shocked by this move. I would say the opposite. I would have thought if Disney really cared about Pixar, Luca would have been a movie that they made sure was a huge theatrical hit. And with Luca just being sitting there on on the Disney Plus menu right next to High School Musical 3, to me, it, it really 
takes Pixar down. I, I wonder if that's Disney's plan. It would be weird to tarnish your own brand, but it's almost like they're finally at a point where they want the Disney animated studio movies to be seen as a bigger deal than Pixar. Like they're they're almost mercy killing Pixar. That's what this feels like. I mean this this Luca straight to Disney Plus move feels like they are kind of making an example of their own brand and telling people Pixar is 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 the B brand now. You're right. It does feel that way because Luca looks like okay here is the cast just to give you an idea of the dearth of star power here or lack of of star power jacob tremblay is the lead now here's the thing Uh, he's a movie star star. he is a star good boys was a huge hit and we can talk about jacob tremblay i mean how much of that was the was was perv business it doesn't matter. He movie star. He's a movie star. Mm-hmm. Second build at list. This is IMDb. Maya Rudolph. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say though to this: uh, Pixar movies, their casts are never necessarily big stars. I mean, Inside Out was Amy Poehler was a star, who I would say is Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler. It's it's the same stew, you know. Like they don't cast Brad Pitt in a Pixar movie. You know, the the star of The Incredibles is Craig T. Nelson from Coach. So I I to me Luca is a movie that's the same as any other Pixar movie would have been. If you put it in theaters and you say it's the big new Pixar movie, you should expect it's going to be a giant hit. And Disney didn't want to do that. And they didn't even put it on Disney Plus PVOD. That's the difference. I think here, the fact that they're just throwing it on the service is them telling everyone Pixar is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the one word. It's like Coco, Luca, Onward, Soul. Can we get a, a few more words in your titles? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. If Pixar was putting out Toy Story now, it would just be toy. There would be yes. no story in the title. It would be our new movie, Toy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. They'd find a way yeah. to make people not want to see Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. A bug's life would just be would just be bug. Bug, which is which then it'd be confusing because people would think that it's the Ashley Judd. Right. Horror film. Right, right. Um, so another, do we want to look at some of these other big Disney moves? Cause there's, there's a, there's some huge ones. We already said free guy is moving from May to August. I which, mean, which that, that to me feels like a dead movie. That to me feels yeah. like that movie is such a burn off. I'm surprised they didn't just release it on May 21st and be done with it. Like I, I almost at this point don't get, I mean, listen, the further out into the summer you get, it's most likely going to be more people who are vaccinated and willing to go to the movies. So in theory, that helps. But with something like Free Guy, just put it out, you know, and get it over with. 
Um, well, do you see where it's moving? It's moving to August 13th, which you mentioned, but that is the weekend before the Hitman's Bodyguard 2. Uh, well, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is going to do a lot of cute, you know, double feature, you know, ads on all the talk shows he visits. I mean, I guess it just makes his schedule easier. Well, that's moving, though. That's going to move. It's it's bound to move because that actually... I, that film has a chance to make more than Free Guy because the the Hitman's Bodyguard, the original one, was a, was a very lucrative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. August hit. And Free Guy, I feel like, is high concept and has the stink of... Has a stink to it. it. It doesn't feel like a movie that they're invested in. Right. Right. I mean, it's almost like the that movie is about what happens when video game characters become sentient. The video games that are depicted in that movie are going to be so out of date by the time this movie comes out. Yes. Um. So just quickly, let me just go through the rest of these Disney slash Fox, you know, for, or formerly Fox 20th studio releases. Um, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, which is a Marvel movie, right? Yes, th- um, that's a Marvel movie. That uh, was going to come out July 9th. It's now moved to September 3rd to make way for Black Widow coming out on July 9th. The King's Man, which, God, this movie was supposed to come out like a year and a half ago or, or so. This is moving from uh, uh, August. It was supposed to come out, and now it's coming out December 22nd. Um, this one hurts. This one we were both looking forward to Deep Water, which is a sex thriller starring Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus, was supposed to come out finally in August, and now it's not coming out until next January 2022. Yeah. Ugh. That that one I really want to see. And January is such a death spot for a movie like that, which we would have thought maybe would have some Oscar buzz, but January is such a burn-off spot. So that's not good. Last movie I want to mention. So this is a really warmed over, leftover 20th century studios uh, uh, inheritance to Disney. Death on the Nile. The Murder on the Orient Express sequel. That was supposed to, I mean, it was supposed to come out over a year ago. The date was then moved to September 2021. It's now coming out February 2022. So they have moved this movie. This is like over two years of a delay. Yeah. Um. Now, Clayton, you were telling me that you have heard some reasons possible reasons why they want a longer delay on death of death on the nile yes the the rumor here is that since army hammer the the star the male lead of this film Mm -hmm. is let's just say having troubles and these troubles could lead to legal troubles like legitimate Mm -hmm. legal troubles which would be bad for this film and they are pushing this movie back so that there is a, they could possibly do reshoots and a recasting. Wow. All, uh, so, all the money in the world. So basically the way Christopher Plummer replaced Kevin Spacey in all of his scenes 
and all the money in the world, they may do that here with Army Hammer. That have, is a have someone reshoot all of his scenes. Now, so well, it, it depends. Do they think that this will make enough money to warrant that? Who knows? I mean, this movie may they might just be pushing it back, wondering if the Army Hammer situation is going to become legal, and if it does, then they just bury this movie and don't release it. That's a possibility, but there are rumors that there's going to be recasting and reshooting. I mean, I think they really want to avoid not releasing this movie at all because mm-hmm. it definitely you got Gail costs. Badeau in it. Right, there's a lot of big stars, and Kenneth Branagh is back. He directed the first one. He's and starred in the first one. He's directing and starring in this one. The first one was a big hit. So here's something I think all these studios need to consider right now. So, I mean, let's just state it. Army Hammer, a lot of uh, accusations coming at him. One of them is he's a cannibal, right? So that that's one of the accusations. Yes. That he may or may not be, um, you know, assaulting people and he may be a cannibal. And the problem for Disney is those accusations and the fact that Army Hammer may be a cannibal That all came out in the past year. This is a movie that could have come out over a year ago. And then these accusations came out. Army Hammer may be a cannibal. That's what people are saying. Um, I think that with all of these movies that have been sitting on the shelf for a long time, that these studios now keep pushing further and further out, a problem they may run into is the longer a movie sitting on the shelf, the the bigger chance that one of the stars of that movie is going to be outed as being some kind of monster, some kind of cannibal. And, some kind of scumbag. Right. And that is the danger that these studios take when they just keep delaying the release of these long shelved movies. You know, so listen, Ryan Reynolds, as annoying as he may be, seems like a good guy. But they keep pushing Free Guy out, further out and further out and further out. There may be a day when it comes out that Ryan Reynolds is a cannibal and they still have not released Free Guy. And what are you going to do? You're going to recast and reshoot all the Free Guy? Because now it's finally come out that Ryan Reynolds is a cannibal. That is why these studios, they've got to release these shelved movies. Well, well, okay, here's the thing. Do you think there's any chance? Mm-hmm. Well, no, because they because they moved they moved Black Widow back. So the, the the chances of anybody in that cast being a cannibal that they know about and they're trying to get ahead of it is not it doesn't make sense. No, that's the thing, is the when you keep the movie on the shelf, the movie gathers moss, and the chances that someone in your cast is going to be outed as something like a cannibal, it, it it just increases. Because listen, we love movie stars, we love going to the movies, but it's Hollywood. These are all scumbags, mm-hmm. and. You can't sit on a cast for that long. You can't expect years to go by 
And no one in the cast of this movie is going to be outed as some kind of scumbag, some kind of cannibal. Yeah, you, you know yeah, you're you can. you're playing with fire when you keep these movies on the shelf for that long, and that is what happened with Death on the Nile. You know they should have burned this movie off during the pandemic, put it out on Disney Plus, or 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 put it out in theaters over the summer when you know it was like movies like The Relic and Dave Franco was sitting at the top of the box office. Just burn off Death in the Nile. And then they wouldn't have this problem. Army Hammer comes out uh, as being a, 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 an assaulter and a cannibal, and you just remove death on the Nile from the service and you're done with it. You already made your money. Right, right. And, you know, that is that is the danger now with all of these studios that are still sitting on these long-shelved movies that, you know, it's going to be two years of a, of a delay you wake up one day, you turn on uh, your TV or Instagram, and you see Ryan Reynolds is a, is a cannibal, and you still got Free Guy coming out in four months. Yeah, absolutely. So just just put these movies out at this point. Uh, that that I think is a smart business strategy because it's it's you get what you get now or you get nothing. Right, right. So um, that that's very true. I mean, we also have, are we done with Disney or, or, I mean, I think that's enough for Disney. Yeah. I mean, I think the big takeaway is Disney is looking to control all the chains of distribution and they got to start releasing some of these long shelf movies before they have to recast everyone like because they have to do of with Army Hammer. Yeah. Cannibalism. Yep. Now we've got another move. We've got other moves. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Venom 2, is moving from June 25th, which is, of course, F9 weekend, to September 17th, which makes a lot of sense. This was a big movie. It's when it what it looks like is it's moving out of the the summer corridor. But Summer's going to be a lot longer now when we're seeing these movements. I do think the summer movie season, quote unquote, is going to stretch far into September and October. And we're going to have really big movies in December. So you're really going to see this this summer quarter moving. So I do think that that's a fine move. Gives people more of a chance to see this film. I think things are going to be raring to go September. And this could be a big film that makes Baffa Bobo. I mean, and Venom, the first one, came out, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm right, came out that first weekend in October. Absolutely. The year that it came out. Yes. I saw Um, that, and then I saw Stars Born, and that was one of the best months of my life. Yep. Those came out the same day, and both did Baffa Bobo. Um, Great, great. One of the all-time great movie weekends. When yeah. the first Venom and Star is Born came out. So, which is to say, Venom, it's a movie that's already kind of known as a fall franchise. It did its, you know, billion dollar baby opening up in October. So, the new one coming out in September, I, I think it's still going to do Baffa Bobo. It's going to be still possibly a movie that makes a billion dollars worldwide. Absolutely. Now, I think also we just have to mention that 
In the Heights, which is a movie that was delayed previously, like everything was, the Lin-Manuel Miranda play or musical mm-hmm. that is now just a movie. It's not going to be like Hamilton. This is a, a full-on musical film, is actually moving up from June 18th to June 11th. So that's good. It gets going oh, nice. a little bit early. It's always good to see that. Um, so we've got that going on. And then we also have a move with Peter Rabbit, which has been hopping around mm-hmm. a lot. It is now going to open up the 4th of July. So July 2nd. Interesting. Because it Interesting. was pushed up from June 11th to May 14th, now pushed back to July 2nd. So In the Heights is now June 11th, you're saying. So I'm just looking at the, I think, not totally updated release schedule on the numbers. And yeah, it kind of looks like the summer movie season is now really starting on pretty much Memorial Day weekend with the opening of Cruella, Quiet Place 2. And then from there, there are pretty big movies almost every week going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, with, of course, I mean, the one that's going to really bring box office back in the big way is, of course, June 25th, F9, uh, the Fast Saga. That is going to be the one that makes everyone feel like movies are fully back. So we'll and, we'll of course be covering that as we get closer to it, but and th- yeah. and that is that is my personal target to be thoroughly vaxxed mm-hmm. and waxed. Yep, yep, yeah. So you have got to, I mean, to hit that June twenty fifth date, you have got to make sure that your vaxing is starting early May. I mean, waxing, you could definitely start the waxing process in June closer to the release date mm-hmm. but you're you're if you want to be vaxxed and waxed by june 25th you got to start your vaccine early may i mean that's not just for clayton it's for everyone you got to make sure that the vaccine process has begun in early may and the waxing process you could probably start closer to like mid-june you could start your waxing on like june 15th and you'll be good for june 25th but I do think there's some trial and error involved, so I will want to do a, a milk run. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, I mean, I think that should be America's goal is to be vaxxed and waxed and ready to go to Fast 9 on June 25th. And ready to fast. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So do we want to talk? I mean, the Disney moves were huge. I think we have to talk about this last story here. Clayton, do you want to tell us what's going on with Cineworld, the parent company of Regal Cinemas, and um, Warner Brothers? Oh, geez. Let me see, because I had that. So I have it open here. Good. Go for it. So, of course, we have Cineworld is the parent company of Regal, and... Um, they really they uh, made a deal that I mean the to me the 2021 stuff seems the same because Regal is going to as they open now Regal cinemas are opening um 
and the H the Warner Brothers movies in 2021 will open day and date on HBO Max and in Regal Cinemas the way they have been on all the other movie chains so far. But the crazy part of this deal is that then beginning in 2022, Warner Brothers theatrical films will have a 45-day window of theatrical exclusivity at Cineworld's Regal chain. Um, so, so actually I think Clayton, I think we may, I think before the show, we may have misinterpreted that meaning that they're only going to play it regal. That is what it means is is. no, what it means is that, um, they're going to have the shortened window movies used to get a 90 day window in theaters before they could go to PVOD or any other distribution. So now the Warner Brothers films will be in Regal for 45 days before they go anywhere else. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. So do you take that to mean that in 2022, Warner Media is planning to not release movies on HBO Max the same day they come out in theaters? That this is really was just a strategy for 2021. I think it was a strategy for 2021. I think mm. like we've mentioned previously in some episodes, they might not even make it all the way through 2021 with, with right. these releases. They may try to finagle some sort of deal with theatrical and with the subscribers in order to have things go straight to theatrical. I mean, we're talking matrix four, right? You're really going to have that go day and date on HBO Max uh, when people are waxed and and vaxxed. I don't see that happening. So, yeah, I think I think what we're seeing here is this window shrinking, Mm -hmm. which is good. Forty five days is great. I also think that they probably will at some point do an even shorter window for movies that they have less kind Mm -hmm. of faith in right that's a possibility and you know the theater chains might be like that's fine take this out of theaters after 30 days because they didn't get bringing us any business it's just wasting electricity we're fine with that so i do think that uh i do think that this is interesting but you know what does that say for hbo max when you're going to have disney probably doing their day and date thing even into 2022. Yeah. I, I mean, think the, Disney, the, that's the new normal for Disney is that they're going to just give people every option to have their content. Well, I mean, the, the other option is going to be, and, and the thing is, Dis, you know, Warner brother, Warner media, they in some ways spoiled their 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 subscribers by getting them used to the movie will just be there on HBO Max and they they skipped over the PBOD model of you know subscribers getting then have a chance to pay extra to see these movies day of mm-hmm. so it's like Warner Brothers almost shot themselves in the foot by skipping over that option I mean you could always go back to it but I think they set expectations in a spot where their movies are just there on the HBO service. I mean, listen, we've said it from the beginning. The Warner Media handling has been a total mess. 
Yeah, because because we we I think we do agree giving customers an option in at this time is good because it it's not safe to go to theaters the way it would be in a normal time. So right. it's nice for this company to be giving people options. They're just going about it in a really bad convoluted way where you're getting frustration. I mean, Tom and Jerry is going to be leaving the service in what two weeks, maybe less than that. Oh, less than that. Yeah, probably this week. And and it's gonna kids are not gonna know what's going on, right? They're gonna go to HBO Max to get their their hourly fix of Tom and Jerry, and it's not gonna be there. And and there is gonna be a lot of unhappy rats and a lot of unhappy parents. So, yeah, I mean, I think more to come on Warner Media. And uh, how they're going to handle their film releases in the future. So, but the big story in this, the big thing for now that we're thinking about is that Regal, big, big amount of theaters, they're going to start a limited number of cinemas are going to open for Godzilla versus Kong on April 2nd. Now, the movie comes out March 31st, but they're going to start opening April 2nd and then more widely April 16th in time for. Mortal Kombat, which wow. is also an HBO Max day and date film. So that's going to that's going to really give a boost because we're having L.A. We've got six more California counties that are going to move into a orange opening tier, which what you don't you don't really need to know what that means. But that means that well, I'm going to explain it is that you're going to see some some more restrictions going you're going to probably see more capacity so that means that they're going to be able to increase to 50% capacity so we're mm-hmm. also going to see we're going to see these capacity increases and right. so that's going to right. be a big deal so yeah i mean i think that means obviously just more and more business so that leads us to what's coming out this weekend Big, big, we, big movie. Two big movies coming out this weekend. Whoa. Oh. Uh, well, we've got Godzilla vs. Kong opens up this Friday, day and date in theaters and on HBO Max. Right? That's this Friday, the 26th. Um, I'm seeing 31st here. You're seeing 31st. Um... You would be seeing wrong, as far as I know. The the it comes out this this weekend. All right, let's get to the bottom of this. Am I am I wrong? Why would that movie be coming out not on a Friday? Coming out on a Wednesday. All right, let's let's check. We're both. It's going coming to out. It's okay. You're the first, right. Thirty first. Thirty first. Okay, so then what that means is. I was wrong, so that means this weekend, the action film Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, is the big new release of this weekend, all by itself. Yes. And what do we think this movie might do? I mean, we're obviously Bob Odenkirk fans. Um... One of the all-time great comedians, sketch writers. writers, sketch reformers of all time, has become a 
big big star, mainstream star through Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul the last decade. And he is headlining an action movie, a Taken slash John Wick style action movie. Directed by? The John Wick guys. What did you say? The John Wick guys, right? Are behind this? Directed by the director of Hardcore Henry. Wow. One of my favorite movies of the decade. I still say that uh, first person POV is still going to be the future of movies. They just, you know, it takes a while for uh, these trends to really kick into gear. I still say Hardcore Henry was a game changer. But let me tell you, it's never too late mm -hmm. for something to be the future. Right. So what do we think nobody is going to do? Is this a movie that could open? I mean, does this movie open at like $15 million? Is that crazy? Well, here's what we've got to look at because this had a big Super Bowl placement. People seem to really like the trailer. It's getting really good reviews. 88% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. It's the kind of action movie that seems to be thriving in this climate. And you're going to, I, I feel like this is a film that is going to get your Plain Billies, your Earth Dogs mm-hmm. out because it's got that action Death Wish sort of thing to it. Mm-hmm. The every man turns violent, which people like. Mm-hmm. And also, you have major markets that are fans of someone like Bob Odenkirk, who is critically acclaimed in his television roles and his writing and things like that. So you're going to have L.A. and New York, both cities right. that love Bobby. Yep, the Bobby coastal L. elite, the coastal elite. They they they're the ones we could all say we knew who Bob Odenkirk was way back when. Yeah, and the the plain billies and the Earth Dogs are going to say that's a cool, you know action guy who looks like me who's going to kick some butt and I like some butt kicking I'm an earth dog that's what they'll say and there is and and there is a there is a John Wick connection obviously like you were saying there is a, a they they are producing they are part of this whole package so wick is very popular I, i'm i'm thinking that this could i mean could this do better could this do better than tom and jerry I mean, the thing is, it's so hard to tell right now because, I mean, Tom and Jerry is a kid's movie and those are the those are really the only movies that have done Bafa Bobo in the pandemic. As kids movies. As kids movies. Well, do we think nobody gets into double digits? Does it beat the opening weekend? You know, because what are the live action high watermark since the pandemic. I would Tenet. guess it's what Tenet at like 9.7 and whatever wonder world, wonder woman did in its opening, which 14. was probably 14, 14. Or, so, yeah. So does nobody get to 15? I feel like that's the question. And the thing is, I'm going to f- be so upset if it opens at like six and, and we've just set expectations so high, but I mean, we know it's going to go to number one. Oh yes. I, you know what? Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm cutting the shit. 
I'm going to say right now, nobody hits $15 million opening I weekend. It. I love it. I don't agree with it, but I love it. I'm going to go 10 here. Okay. I'm going to okay. say it makes 10, beats 10. It's a piss poor $9.7 million mm-hmm. three-day opening. Never forget. And I do think that it's going to, I, I do think it's going to do around 10. So I do think it does better than Tenet, does not do Wonder Woman numbers, but it, it it it's it's double digits. Well, what's I think another thing to think about with nobody is I mean you've got Godzilla versus Kong opening the following week, but then especially because of these moves, Black Widow moving off of May, you know, Free Guy moving out of May. April and May, it's got a long runway. Nobody's the type of movie that could really clean up for like eight weeks in a row and be one of the only real big movies that are out there. So this is a movie that could end up being a pretty big hit. Yeah, so so just to, sorry, to clarify, 16.7 is what, Wonder Woman 1984 opened at. I always wow. get confused with it's 14 or 16. So nobody would be under that. So it, w- it would not reach the high water yeah. mark. God, but... I can't go 17. I mean, nobody opening at 17 would be cause for celebration. You yeah, know? Yeah. That would be a silly number. If nobody gets to seven, I mean, if nobody gets to fifteen million, that's a silly it's going to be huge because Wonder Woman also was a gigantic superhero franchise that opened on Christmas, you know. So it that sixteen point seven million had a lot of things going in its favor. Obviously, it opened in a much worse time for the pandemic and all that. And it wasn't uh, exclusive to theaters, though. That's the thing, right? We, right. Nobody is theatric theatrical exclusive it's exclusively yeah. theatrical which is what i was trying to say so yeah. we got to think even tom and jerry there's people who are staying home and watching tom and jerry but they're not going to have that luxury with nobody nobody <sighs> is theatrical only which is a rarity it's, now i am here's here's what i'll say as we wrap up i are am so excited right are you cutting the shit i'm cutting more shit wow you ate it and now you're cutting it I ate crow. I didn't eat shit. Well, there's shit in the crow, so you did eat shit, technically. So I am so excited for Monday morning to wake up, grab my newspaper, open up to the box office section. Sit on the toy. Sit on the toy toy and see what nobody did in its opening weekend. I think this is going to be a fascinating weekend yeah and nobody's number is i am so excited to see what nobody does this weekend yeah yeah um um you know forget about tgif tgim Mm mm-hmm i mean this is why we do this this is what this this show is about this is what we live for we we, yeah because here's here's what a a nobody at 15 would mean it would mean positive signs for the box office, which means positive signs for the health and wellness of society. Mm-hmm. It'll also mean, are we 
canonizing a new star with Bob Odenkirk, does he become a movie star? Because if I mean, makes, that would be so exciting. If he makes $15 million in this environment, we're crowning him a new burgeoning movie star. Yes. Yes. Bob Odenkirk becomes a on-the-rise young movie star if nobody opens to $15 million or above. And that there's some excitement there because we need new stars. We need new bankable stars because here's the thing. Bob Odenkirk has gone, he's 58 years old. Mm -hmm. He has gone, to our knowledge, 58 years without eating a person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not going to change, right? So you now have a star that I think is almost guaranteed. And listen, God, pull this audio someday and make me feel like a fool. He's almost guaranteed not to be a cannibal. I think so. I and think so he's not. I will go out on a limb and say that he's not a cannibal. So you then have somebody you can cast in a film. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, is he the new lead of the Army Hammer film after this? Oh, of Death on the Nile. Does I mean, if if, if nobody opens, yeah, if nobody opens to 15 million or above, I don't know if he accepts it. I don't know if the deal gets worked out, but I would bet on Monday morning, Bob Odenkirk's agent gets that call. Would Bob be available to replace Army Hammer in Death on the Nile? He gets that call. If, if nobody opens at 15 million or above. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, if nobody opens at 20 million or above, he gets that call and the agent hangs up immediately because he's saying, no, I want Bob to be playing the Kenneth Branagh part. You're, you're not reshooting Army Hammer. You're reshooting all of Kenneth Branagh's scenes with Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a power move. Right. And then they would say, Listen, we have to reshoot the Army Hammer scenes. That's why we called. And yeah, then man. his agent and- would say, okay, great. Get someone else. Get a supporting actor. Bob Odenkirk's a star. If you want him in Death on a Nile, you have to reshoot all of the Kenneth Branagh scenes with mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk. So That's, there's a yeah. lot on the line. There's a lot on the line with this nobody opening weekend. Because 15 million... Bob Odenkirk is maybe stepping into the Army Hammer part in Death on the Nile. 20 million or above, he's he's stepping into the Kenneth Branagh spot. And Kenneth Branagh is reshooting his own scenes because he's a director. He's reshooting his no, own no, scenes he's with not, Bob He's Odenkirk. taken off. He's not even director anymore. Oh, Odenkirk's putting his own guy in there. He's putting himself in there. Right, right. Because remember, it's, he I mean, did try to direct a few films that did not do well commercially. Right. This is his chance to say, "Take a seat, Brenna. I'm we're we're not just re we recasting, reshooting. We're just, I mean, we're completely reshooting." Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a. I mean, that's why I can't wait until Monday, and all of our listeners, they can't wait until the next episode of the Bo Boys because we will have all of the fallout from the opening weekend of Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. What does it mean for new movie stars? What does it mean for box office? What does it mean for America? 
What does it mean for death on the Nile? That's all next week on the B.O. Boys. So many dominoes that could fall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pat, we, this was, God, this was such a packed show and I think we nailed it. I think we, we did God's work. Email us. Yeah. Email us, please. At the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. I mean, I am so curious to hear what everyone's predictions are for nobody. And let us know if you plan on seeing it. And let us know what part in Death on the Nile you think Bob Odenkirk should uh, uh, take over. Who who else should we consider that we're overlooking that maybe you should reshoot all of a different actor's scenes in Death on the Nile with Bob Odenkirk? Let us know at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Because he might be like, you know what? I beat Wonder Woman 1984 at the box office. Why is Gail Godot in this movie? I should be in this movie. Now I'm the female lead. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out on Monday morning because depending on that number, that may be the, the most likely scenario. And now, Pat, we, we are at 120 and this has been a perfect episode. So I can't think of anything else that we would need to well, add to this to you know, at, possibly ruin this episode. So let's just. So before we go, up. I'm sorry, what? If you, before we go, if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, we used to have, before the pandemic started, we used to have a Patreon. We did. That, that we would open up. People would throw money at us to, you know, show their love for us and how great we are. And, and it was good times. We of course shut that down when the pandemic started because people needed to send their money elsewhere, spend it on other things, um, better places to send their money. Not better, just other. Different, other. Now, one of those places, and I, I've got to put you on the spot this week, Clayton. Me? You Goodness. were the one who introduced me to the most important thing in my life, which is, of course, the Jake Vogelness Patreon. It was I you didn't. who... No, I didn't. Early on, when we stopped uh, uh, accepting money for our Patreon, you were the one on this show who let everyone know that the Jake Vogelness Patreon exists and that is a place to consider. And for those first few weeks... You and I both directed people to consider giving and joining the Jake Fulgonis Patreon. And then one day, early on, I joined. And as listeners of our show know, it has been life-changing. You know, the Jake Fulgonis Patreon is where I go to be in a safe environment with like-minded individuals who enjoy... Squirt TV, full episodes, clips from Squirt TV, anecdotes about the making of Squirt TV, hearing about what Jake Vogelness thinks of modern pop culture, but more often his takes on classic pop culture from the 90s, his picks, what he's listening to now, what he's watching now, what he's eating now. And it has become... 
the most important thing in my life. But Clayton, I have to ask you, you know, because every week I let everyone know what an amazing place this is, all the cool stuff that's happening over there. And there is a lot of cool stuff happening at the Jake Voldemort Patreon every day. And I tell our listeners about it. Tell them to come over, be with us, share with us, be safe with us at the Jake Foldness Patreon. Clayton, when are you going to be part of this? Never. When will Never. you be part? No, no, but when? Never. I said never. Never is when. But and this isn't your 0% chance Black Widow goes to Disney plus premium PVOD. This is a 100% never. But you are someone who likes when cool things are happening somewhere. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I like you're Jake. Someone who, I like Jake. But you, it's not about liking Jake, it is about being part of the Jake Folgenes Patreon, being part of this community. Listen, I respect your, I respect people's rights to be Patreon, Patreons or patrons to Jake Folgenes Patreon. I respect your right to do it, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to do it myself. I mean, I think that. This is the start of your mind opening up. Because I know what you said was never, definitely not. But what I heard and what I felt is soon. And that I am excited about that. I'm excited that at some point you will be joining us on the Jake Vogelness Patreon. Experiencing the really cool stuff that's happening over there. And I look forward to that. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Well, with that, on that disturbing note, I don't think there's anything else to say. Except. Until next time. We'll we'll smell smell you at at the... the...